Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, listeners. So glad you're joining in with us today, which is June 24th. 2020, we've got a really great guest, Ellie Savoy. She was on our show back on 216, I believe it was, and so I can't believe how the time has flown, but we're really excited to have her back to fill us in on what she's been doing since then, and we're going to talk about her best-selling book, Stop Dieting and Start Living. She's a board-certified holistic health coach, and her mission is to help yo-yo dieters get off the dieting merry-go-round forever. (laughs) Hello, Ellen. So glad you're with us today. Hi, Denise. Thanks so much for having me back on. Gosh, four years ago. A lot has certainly happened in four years, hasn't it? (laughs) Yes, indeed. So tell us what you've been doing. Well, I'm still um, very much in love with what I'm doing, um, helping people with what I know um, how to do now. That was a struggle for me for many, many years, actually about 25 plus, as a former yo-yo dieter, um, recovering perfectionist, type A personality, all that stuff, you know, really pushing. We're often told, aren't we, you know, you have to push through, you have to push through, pull an all-nighter and all this kind of thing. Um, and ever since I made the change uh, eight years ago, it's, it's just been amazing. And I, I just haven't looked back since. So I'm really fired up about it. And I love supporting others um, who have that same struggle because I was on the other side of it and now I'm not. So, you know, the dieting industry keeps us, uh, keeps us trapped in many cases. It's there's a reason it's a multi-billion dollar industry, you know, but when we, when we figure out, when we get a foundation in place, that's, uh, that's really where, it's, where it starts. So take us through what your program is all about. Well, when I wrote my book back in 2015, I had actually wanted to write a book many, many years ago, and I thought, well, who would want to listen to what I had to say? I knew I wanted to write about, yeah, right? I knew I wanted to write about um, self-help, spirituality, and that kind of thing. But when I had this really life-changing experience, my wake-up call, I call it, my gift in disguise from my gynecologist in 2011, um, and eventually led to um, writing my book, I, I realized that 
because um, my book book is based on my philosophy. There aren't recipes in there, and you know we can all find recipes. Um, I often hear you know people will say, I, I need more recipes. Well. I can provide recipes, but you certainly don't need to hire me to provide recipes because we have easy access to that. But what I realized is that I, the first step was I made myself a priority. That was the beginning because when I had that wake-up call, it really, it really frightened me. And I'd never had surgery before. I was given four options to deal with these uterine fibroids. And one one of those was a hysterectomy and then two other things that I researched, and none of it sounded very enticing at all. And then the fourth thing was to do nothing. And I, I just felt like this is how neglect had shown up for me. So I decided that I was going to do something about it. I was 30 pounds heavier. That was at my heaviest. And I'd really not been taking care of myself. Um, I was more reactive than proactive. So I would only kind of pick it up when I needed it to rescue my body, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I I know it's a common thing, especially for us ladies. Um, We're just all so busy and we can just, it's easy to neglect ourselves. Well, I decided, so the fourth option was to do nothing, and I decided that I was going to do something to try and heal my body naturally instead of just going for that surgery. And uh, that's what I did. So in doing that, um, I went on a hormone rejuvenation program to help rejuvenate my hormones and get them back in balance. I went on a, uh, ate 100% organic food, I gave up alcohol. This was all for a three three cycles. Um, I really just jumped in because I, I just didn't like the alternative. And so in doing all of that, the weight started to fall off effortlessly. I wasn't really depriving myself. And I started to like this new me that was emerging, you know, this like, oh, I look bet. at me taking care of myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I just started to feel really good. So anyway, that was really the beginning where I decided that I was going to start making myself a priority. And so I, I, I like to use the metaphor of a house. If, if a structure doesn't have a solid foundation, it's not really going to last. And this is what I think diets and quick fixes are like. They're not built on a solid foundation. So... True. A solid foundation is something like it's a healthy lifestyle. It's sustainable, right? It's not something that we just go on for like a week or 30 days. It just is our way of life. And then we, you know, take care of ourselves. So that priority piece is really like the foundation of of building a house. So once we get that piece in, and there's a lot of mindset pieces that go to that as well, because um, it takes time to make changes. It's not like flicking on a light switch, is it? You know, it's not instant. No. Um, right. But it's just so worth investing in ourselves this way. Um, anyway, then after that, when I was put, so it's based on these five Ps, and they're all really powerful, and they're all part, you'll see as I t- explain them, how they all kind of fit together and um, are quite interwoven. So the second one is pretending. I used to um, pretend so much about things. You know, it's like I just didn't want to 
face my reality. So, for example, when I turned 35, I blamed my metabolism. Um, and I know everything I'm sharing is probably relatable to many of the listeners. And we tend to beat ourselves up, too. And I encourage everybody, please stop that, because was, that was me, too. But when I turned 40, I blamed my hormones. But it really comes down to um, facing our reality. You know, I mean, we don't, yes, our bodies do change as we get older. But we're led to believe that it's kind of all downhill after 50 or 45 or, you know, pick the number. And that we don't have any control over it. And there's so much uh, about anti-aging out there. And I'm, my approach is more pro, pro-aging. Like, let's get in, let's get excited about taking care of ourselves. And really, it's about doing that inner work as well. Because if we don't sort of take off our own mask, like Susie Orman says, the financial guru, we have to face it to erase it. And she's referring to debt. So if we're doing things in our lives, like I was drinking alcohol, just wine, red. Back then, it was, I was more into white wine, but then I switched to red. But I was doing it every night, and uh. I knew it wasn't a good idea. I mean, I wasn't, drink, I wasn't thinking about it when I woke up, and I wasn't thinking about it at lunchtime, but it was just something that I felt I liked to do, and it decompressed me at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, it just it, it can get out of hand. It just becomes every night. And although I don't have an addictive nature, um, you know, things just become habitual after, after time. Yeah. So there's proof, right? The longer we do something, the more it becomes a habit. So the goal is to, um, you know, bring in more of those healthy habits into our life. Now, don't get me wrong, I still do like a glass of wine, but I don't, I don't buy a Magnum and share it with my husband anymore, and I don't drink every night. So don't, I don't think I deprive myself. It's not, I'm not a boring person. I don't, uh, not about being perfect, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So when the pretending stops, you know, I mean, it will stop when we're ready to stop it, when we're ready to, like, face the reality of what we're going through. And that's what I did. I just uh, took the mask off, really. You know, if I, if I ate a whole thing of cookies, I just acknowledged that I ate them all instead of saying, oh, I only had three or four or six, you know. But um, so that's another powerful P that, as I said, this is my philosophy because as a former yo-yo dieter, I've tried many, many, many things, repeated many of them many times, and none of it set me free. So um, anyway, the third P was that I shifted my perception you know, I bet like so many other women out there, you know, I used to say, oh, just I can't be bothered to cook. It takes too much time to cook. It's too much hassle. You know, I don't want to deal with the cleanup. It's easier to go out, all that kind of thing. Um, but And also, um, I would only exercise for weight loss. And when you're heavier, it's harder. And But when I switch my perception, I... To me now, cooking is such a joy. It's something that I do at least 95%. Um, we, we eat, we might have something out once a week, that's it. Um, but 
it's just such a joy to be connected to your food, to what food represents, um, to get that nourishment. And then to exercise for, my, for your health, that was a big, big game changer for me. Um, to really like, I'm in my 50s now, and I actually feel better in my 50s than I did in my 30s and early 40s. I'm much stronger now. I mean, you know, I'm focusing on keeping my systems healthy and strong and keeping my bones strong. I mean, there are people that don't have a weight issue that, you know, I've come across people that have high cholesterol and high blood pressure, but we just seem to be so focused and often obsessed about weight that we forget about the healthy piece. So um, that that was another powerful one. And actually, when my husband and I tried um, an organic potato for the first time, we were we were like, oh my god, it's like it was so different. It was it was lighter. It was as if like the pesticides that we were eating before were really heavy in our bodies. And then once we had an organic potato, we both noticed it. And it's, it's interesting. It's like when you're eating real clean food, you just don't have that bloat. It's almost like you don't, you're so used to the bloat to being really stuffed, you know, to the brim, that once you don't have that, you're like, oh, am I full? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I am, but I don't have that feeling that I normally do. It's very interesting. I, I recommend it. Um, if anybody hasn't had an organic potato, maybe that would be a first step. <laughs> Go and try one and see for yourself. Um, anyway, the fourth so one. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I'm in New York, upstate, not in the city. Um, and we do have lots. I go to an um, an organic bio, biodynamic farm, actually. It's, uh, it's a wonderful place. But there are, you know, we do have lots of farms around here. So, yeah, I guess it depends oh, on great. where you live. But, um, you know, I, I imagine supermarkets will carry some, some of them carry some organics. Um, and the fourth one is having a plan. So, so often I would just like fly by the seat of my pants and not have a plan. So I, I you know, maybe I'd go out all day and I, I hadn't eaten or, you know, I would be skipping a meal or then I'd just get some gas and then just get some junk at the gas station, that kind of thing. So I wasn't giving my body the right fuel. And if we don't have a plan for eating, you know, well, then we're likely to grab what's convenient instead of what's best for our health. And I, I, talk, I say that that kind of convenience is really not our friend. It's... Um, it's just going to bite us in the butt, really, with some, you know, whether it's, yeah, whether it's weight gain or whether or and or some health issue, you know, over time because these toxins accumulate in the body and uh, can can lead us down the wrong path. So um, that is really important. And if we think about it, you know, it was interesting to me because I thought, well, you know, if you're going to do um, a, a renovation which actually we did on our house 16 years ago. It was like a major, major redo. Well, we weren't flying by the seat of our pants with that. We had a plan. You know, we knew what was being done when. 
So even if somebody's doing a small project at home, like just painting a room, you know, there's a plan. It's like you have to plan to either take the furniture out of the room or cover the furniture, get the paint, choose the paint color, all of that stuff. Or if somebody's having a dinner party, you know, they plan the menu. They, there's planning that goes into so many areas in our lives, but yet it doesn't often go, in, go into planning our food. And so the planning piece really, even though we think it's going to take us some time to plan, um, it really ends up saving us time. Because even when you go out to eat, it's like you have to, you have to drive to, the, to where you're going. You have to wait for it to be served. Then you have to get back home. And I've just, you know, I don't know. I'm all about efficiency now. It's I just, I love to get a lot done in a short period of time. So I will do some batch cooking, for example, where I cook more than one thing at once, and then I, we have options. Otherwise, some people have, you know, that I've worked with have said to me, well, I don't like leftovers. And it could be that they had leftovers as a child and they didn't like it. You know, there's always something underneath it. But um, I love doing that deeper dive work with people, you know, helping them put those pieces together. But having a plan, especially like for a woman who has a young child, they don't leave the house without the diaper bag, right? I mean, they always have um, what the child needs with them. But oftentimes we'll leave the house without even, you know, some water with us. Um, We just don't often think. And also once we stop, um, once we have more of a plan, it really does save us time and money. I, I just, um, I, I just couldn't imagine life without it now. And I'm, I'm naturally organised. Sorry. How, how far out do you, how far out do you plan um, a week's uh, recipes? Um, I do. I, I when I, I go shopping every week, grocery shopping every week, and I, I just get enough for you know for the week. I don't, I'm not doing more than that. So, for example, I usually get some, some salmon, some wild-caught salmon. I usually get um, some free-range chicken, usually thighs or breast. Um, I will get some, they're, they're a veggie burger, which is, uh, we're not vegetarian, of course, but it's, it, they're absolutely delicious, and that could be like, I don't do that one every week, but that could just be, it's, it's a, just very quick and filling. Um, what else do I get? I always have plenty of vegetables. During the, now we just have our uh, CSA, Community Supported Agriculture, which is like a co-op, so we pick that up now every other week. It's just the two of us at home, so um, that split, that share would be too much if we had it every week. We just wouldn't be able to consume it all. Um, I make quinoa and wild rice. Um, I make a chili. Um, I always, or stir fry, always have options in the fridge. So our fridge, and I got rid of plastics years ago because that can, you know, the chemicals in the plastic can, um, you know, cause havoc with our bodies, with weight gain and all of that stuff, um, the toxins in there. So we have things in just my regular bowls that are in the kitchen, in the cupboards. And I just put things in there. And then my husband will take um, in a glass sort of lunchbox to work every day. 
and we don't really we don't eat sandwiches. I haven't bought cold cuts in years. Um, so you know, it could be like a little mini meal, like a snack could be a mini meal. But once you get into the swing of it, and it, it could it takes a bit of time to get the groove. But honestly, I wouldn't be without it now. It's it's like. I, I think of it in terms of integration. In my book, I write about integration, not separation. And by that, I mean, so when I get up, if I'm, if I'm going to be making some quinoa that day, I will soak the quinoa when I get up because I soak it for about four to six hours. And I just know it's sort of it's automatic to me now. I don't, I don't really write up a menu plan. I'm just in the swing of it. So it's just, it's just sort of what I do. But um, <clears throat> in my program, I, I do have a it, – it's, it's a, a form with the days of the week, and I, I have a, a blank version for somebody to fill in, but I also have an example version of how to do this batch cooking and cook two or three times without uh, – cook once and eat it two or three times without being bored. So um, – you know, that, that is some resistance I get from some people. But once they get into it, they see the magic in the plan. It's like, yeah, who doesn't want some of that, right? <laughs> so let's make things uh, as easier as we can for ourselves. I, I assume you've learned how to use a lot of spices and sauces to make things taste good. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I assume you've learned how to use a lot of spices and sauces to make things taste good. Um, yes and no, actually. I'm I'm not a fancy cook. I I I sort of wing it many times. I often don't really follow a recipe. Um, in the winter months, I'm a big soup maker, and I just find that you know less is more. Oftentimes, um, I do put. When I make a chili, um, I do use my spices in there, but I never grew up on lots of spices. My my mum was quite a plain cook. I mean, a good cook, but quite plain. I mean, us Brits, you know, uh-huh. we're not really all that known for our for our cooking, are we? <laughs> you know, I grew up on shepherd's, shepherd's pie and bangers and mash. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so my mum was... Uh, I didn't even have pasta until I was out of the house because my mum didn't cook like that. But, um, wow. yeah, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, um, you know, using the kitchen in a creative way. If somebody needs a bit of uh, confidence to get started, okay, you know, follow a recipe. But oftentimes I just make them my own. I, I just put a bit of extra this in, and it's, I don't know if it's intuitive or what, but, I just think you know you can have fun. I put on some music, and uh, and I just I just really enjoy it. I I just really do. It's so nice to have a home cooked meal that hasn't taken you like two hours to make. So, yeah. Anyway, my fifth P uh, that I realized that how I got to where I am on this journey is passion. I became really passionate about feeling good because the alternative is too scary to me, you know, to get in the system, to need surgery, to um, go on medication and, you know, and then there's the cost of it all. So um, to me, it's, it's just become, it's like it's my vocation and my vacation. It's, 
I'm just so, I could talk about it all day long. You know, I really could. It's just everything I do is, is just just expanding my knowledge about health and wellness and just love reading um, all about that on, you know, the, the just whether it's the physical body, the emotional body, mental, spiritual, all of that. So that holistic approach, which is how I operate, um, is it looks at all of it. So, you know, in Western medicine, which can be great, you know, in saving lives, uh, oftentimes we just look at one, the piece that's not working instead of the body as a whole. Um, you know, everything's really connected. Where it's a unit. So um, that's how I, I observe it. And when I, when I started to feel really good, I, I just didn't want to lose that. So that's where that passion came from. It's, uh, you know, because when, when you have that, when you make it a priority, when you stop pretending, when you switch your perce- perception and have a plan, this all like comes full circle and then it's it's easy it's just easy to live it and then when you're starting to feel really good getting good night's sleep feeling energized not on any medications feeling empowered that you're feeling stronger as you get older instead of the reverse i mean to me that's just like fuel in the belly you know it's like the fire in the belly yeah yeah i'm lit up just telling you (laughs) Hello? I'm here. Oh, I just can't hear you. Can't hear you. Hello? Yep, vaguely. Yeah, okay. Um, yep, you're take, back. Do you take any supplements? Do I take any supplements? Yeah. Yeah, there you are. Uh, I do. I take a D3 combined with K2, but not every day. I don't believe in supplementation every day. I do think the body needs a break. So I might do it for five days and then take two days off or take it for three days and take four days off, that kind of thing. I did try to get my D3 level up naturally going out in the sun. And I really monitored this a few years back by going, I'm very fair at skin, I burn easily, and so I have to be careful. But I did go out for like 10 or 15 minutes at the hottest part of the day, and uh, that was enough. And then when I had my blood test again, nothing had really changed, and my D3 was low. Anyway, after the supplementation uh, last year for my physical, it was, I think it was 62. It was 60-something, and that's really good. Oh, that's a lot. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd never been up there. So that's that's really good. So, you know, again, when you're passionate about something, you spend the time doing it, like looking into things, um, paying attention to it. And so it's really important to have a, a good D3 level. And um, so I wanted, to, I wanted to get that improved, and I did. Um, but apart wow. from that, sometimes I will um, I use B12, a, a, a liquid spray under the tongue, if, if now and then. 
but I don't, I'm not a big supplement person, and I, I don't believe in supplements uh, instead of real food. So, um, you know, once we make the time to, and, and we feel invested in this, we start to get, and people can say, well, the soils are depleted, and there's a whole argument. There's an argument about everything, but um, I just sort of like, you know, go for what feels like common sense to me. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd, you'd like to um, impart to our listeners and then tell them where they can buy your book and, and how, if they're interested in your program, how they can get in touch Absolutely. with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my book is on Amazon. It's available in Kindle, paperback, and Audible. I recorded it. But um, oh, if great. somebody wants to get a yeah, if somebody wants to get a free version of it, um, they can go to my name, elliesavoy.com forward slash free book. And then if somebody wants to uh, contact me, I can put out my cell phone number if you'd like. Um, just sure. say the word and I will give that. So it's 845-546-2151. And my website is elliesavoy.com. And uh, people can get more information there. I do offer different, uh, different. I have lots of different options to fit every, every person's commitment level uh, and budget. So I'm really all about helping people and be of support in that way. So I want to make it accessible. And um, I just, you know, if somebody feels like they're struggling. I know it's hard to get answers sometimes these days, but if somebody's struggling and they've been on the fence or they've just, you know, I had a call today with a lady who it just, yep, she's she's been, I, you never know who's following you. This week I've had um, several calls and two of them said they've been stalking me and then they chuckled, they meant <laughs> following me. But they're like, Ellie, oh, I've funny. been following you for a while now and I really like your style and I love how you live, what you teach and blah, blah, blah. And um, and it's it, the people really self-select. I I just I don't sell it. It's like it's either a fit. If this is if this is your mess in life and you want to clean it up, then it would be my pleasure to have a conversation with somebody to see if it's a good fit. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed our interview and oh, very inspirational. You so much, very inspirational. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you, and you too. Bye-bye. Bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at healthmedianow and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? <laughs>